fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. Boy, oh boy, you used up all your juju for a Monday. Now you're exhausted. You're tired. Wait a second. We're back from the holiday. We have a whole four more days to go yet. We're kind of tired. We thought we'd be able to work a day and be able to limp through for the rest of the week. Don't worry. I get it. We're going to help you through that. We're going to help you through that mental fog and that mental haze that you see on a Tuesday. Welcome into the show. This is the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. We love you to death. Appreciate you hanging out with us today. You're Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Coming up. Bottom of the hour, Richard Battle. He is an author. We've had him on the show many, many times before. We love having him on, and it's been a little bit since he's joined us on the show. Made in America by Americans, not Americans, is the name of his latest book. I love that, too. We are Americans, not Americans. And if you are a can't, I can't do this, I can't do that, then you just need to, what do they say on South Park? You just need to get out, right? So welcome into the program. We have a lot to get to today. We have some election issues that we'll touch on a little bit with the Georgia runoff that is ongoing. Apparently Warnock has enlisted Michelle Obama to campaign for him. That Does that reiterate the uh, theory that she's going to be running for president in 2024? That would be interesting. We'll get to some election stuff in a bit. I know you're exhausted about elections. So I want to get to this here for a second in the grander topic of the day today. Here's the headline from Fox Business for a second. Oil executives ripped the Biden administration's, quote, completely inaccurate, flat-out lie about the U.S. energy production. Now, as you know, the Biden administration has been attacking oil for the oil companies, the energy companies, for not producing, for not drilling, for not trying to, you know, for trying to jack up prices. It's all the energy companies' fault. It's not the government at all with the high gas prices that we've seen over the last couple of years. That's according to the Biden administration. Now, we know that's a lie. In fact, that's one of the biggest flat-out lies that we've ever seen. And that's the topic that I want to cover today. If you are listening on the live streams, you can leave me a comment. If you are listening on the radio, you can email me at network at gmail.com or leave a comment on our social media. My question for you today is, is there one singular thing? I'm not trying to be over sarcastic or satirical here. I am truly honest with you. One thing. If there is one thing at all that you trust the government at all when they say something like, I mean, trusting in any way, shape or form. I'm not talking about your local city council right now, although, you know, I'm sure that many city councils have some issues as well. You go to New York City and see how well that one works out for you. Uh, I'm not talking about county commissions. I'm not even talking about your state legislature right now. I'm talking about the federal government in the messaging messaging that they send out to you, the general public from our federal government, the government that's not supposed to have as much power as it does right now, but it does. 
under the idea of federalism that no one seems to want to talk about any longer, with states' rights and the sovereignty of a state and having about 80% of the power, and then the federal government just having enough to be able to collect taxes and do a few things to assist these states that they don't have the authority to do. And we've run down that list many times on what that federalism should look like and what the federal government's duties should be compared to what they actually are. But nowadays, we always look towards the government for the answers. The federal government. Joe Biden, do something. Donald Trump, do something. Barack Obama, do something. George W., do something when there's an issue. And unfortunately, they have their greedy little hands into everything. So I ask you one message that comes out. And do you trust it at all? When they say that the oil companies are the ones that are raping you and pillaging you with their high prices and why you're seeing four, five, six dollars a gallon of gas. Do you believe that? When they tell you you must get that COVID-19 vaccine or else you will probably die, do you believe them? When they say that the ongoing war with Russia and Vladimir Putin is the reason for the high inflation right now, do you believe them? This ongoing protest with China right now and the protests with them because of the COVID lockdowns where they're literally shooting people in the streets or they're locking people out into the apartments to where they cannot get out, they can't go to work. And then the Biden administration says that is the reason for the supply chain issues, which in, obviously in part it probably is. But is that the full truth and do you believe them? Because we've had supply chain issues for two years now, and it didn't happen for the first year and a half under the Trump administration and COVID-19. It happened after the COVID-19 pandemic when Joe Biden got into office. So when they say these things, do you believe them? When they say that they created 10 million jobs because of, you know, releasing COVID protocol and letting people go back to work, and they now we've created 10 million, the most jobs that any administration has ever created ever, ever. Do you believe them? Now, obviously, there are some basicalities that they'd say that are probably true to some degree, but the falsehoods, the lies, the manipulations that they say are the ones that make us disbelieve the government over and over and over again to where we don't believe a single word that comes out of their mouth, whether it's Karine Jean-Pierre, whether it's Barack Obama, whether it's Joe Biden himself now as president of the United States, whether it's the head of one of the agencies. It could be the FCC today coming out and saying something just basic. And we're like, I just kind of don't believe what you're saying right now. Now, we're not talking about individually elected officials. If you have an elected official that is Republican, that is trying to fight for the right thing, that has called out both sides of the aisle, trying to clean up Washington, then you know what? There is something to be believed there. But as the official statement from the government of the United States, I tend to, everything they say, believe the opposite. And that's just the cynic in me because of the point that they've pushed us from the lies. And I want to use COVID for just an example. I don't want to berate the COVID-19 vaccines because I'm, that's not the point I'm trying to make today. But I want to use that as an example. Obviously, Dr. Fauci has said that the only way that we can ever get out of this COVID pandemic is to everybody get vaccinated and boosted and boosted and boosted. And if we don't do that, then we're going to die in the streets. And those are the people that are going to be dying because they're not getting vaccinated. They're spreading the virus to everybody else and they're all going to die. I know I've used that sounder way too many times and you're probably annoyed by it already. But I'm trying to drive home a point to you right now. Here's a headline from uh, theburningplatform.com. Not the most mainstream source, but sometimes you need to step away from the mainstream to understand things that are going on. According to... This study, the latest data shows that 58% of COVID-19 deaths in August of 2022 were people who had been vaccinated and or boosted. 
Based on past figures and the current trends, we can reasonably estimate, this is them saying it, not me, then the number of vaccinated boosted COVID-19 deaths will only rise. In September of 2021, the vaccinated counted for only 23% of COVID-19 deaths. This is what happens when you rush ineffective and dangerous vaccines. Again, that's theirs. It's an opinion blog, but they do give the fact that the fact that uh, this August of 2022, 58% of COVID deaths were from people that were vaccinated for the virus. Now, this is truth. That is fact. That is something that actually happened. If you find different sources that counter that, then I would love to see them. And again, you can email them to me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. But if you've gotten a vaccine in any way, shape, or form, then you're supposed to be protected by it. And they, while they come out with misinformation left and right about how the vaccine is going to protect you from all of the variants, but by the way, go and get your new booster shot because it's going to protect you from the new variant that's out there. And we don't know what variant's going to come out. And just like the flu vaccine... And the flu shot to where they guesstimate what strain of the flu is going to be prevalent this year to where you have to go and get that one and hope it's going to be the right one. But at the same time, they say you have to get it or else you're going to die from COVID or go get extremely sick from COVID or get hospitalized and you won't get hospitalized if you get the vaccine. We tend to disbelieve. And here's why I get to the point where I just don't believe a single word that they say in any way, shape or form. This is a bill that was being discussed back in April of this year, April 4-26 of 2022. It was headed up by Dick Durbin, and this you can find this. It's right on Congress's website, congress.gov, and for the 117th Congress, Senate Bill 4090. And I've been holding on to this for a while because there hasn't been activity on it, but while I see these lies coming out of the government left and right over and over and over again, whether it's blaming the oil industry, whether it's blaming China, whether it's blaming Russia, whether it's blaming OPEC, oh, OPEC's decreasing their production. We have to grovel to get more because gas prices are going to go up. Can we produce more? No, it's the evil oil companies that are refusing to do so. These are lies that I'm sick and tired of hearing. When we hear about the 10 million jobs that the Biden administration created and how well they've done with gun safety after two weeks of multiple shootings over the last two weeks, and then they try to intertwine the terms of assault weapon and semi-automatic rifle as one, then you know that they're lying or they have a really crazy extreme agenda that they've actually accidentally let slip because they didn't mean to let people know that they're going to try and ban near 80% of all firearms that are on the market today legally because of a semi-automatic rifle weapon and for those that don't know semi-automatic weapon is literally everything out there except for maybe a pump action shotgun a bolt action rifle or a revolver handgun everything else out there is a semi-automatic weapon that is now deemed according to the biden administration as an assault weapon that needs to be banned so thanks for taking us back to the 1700s which is what they essentially want this is why we don't trust them at all this bill senate bill 4090 As we talk about health, as we talk about COVID-19, as we talk about vaccines, the bill imposes, this according directly off the website, various requirements on dietary supplements, including by requiring the person, an individual or entity responsible for introducing a supplement into interstate commerce to register the supplement with the Food and Drug Administration. Now, Andy, what does that really mean? What that means is if someone has a supplement, say a protein supplement or an herbal remedy to clear a headache, by drinking a certain tea, a natural product of a plant. Dan- okay, for example, dandelions. If you, I don't know if people know this or not, but if you actually get a dandelion out of your front yard and you boil it and you make it into a tea, it's actually one of the healthiest things that you can do for your heart. Why we have people with heart conditions everywhere and I have a heart disease, 
Everybody has a heart disease because no one knows about dandelions, and in fact, it's killed by people that are owned by the American Heart Association and donate to them with different pesticides that kill off dandelions in your front yard because they don't want you to have it, so you can go to the doctor and get a pill. Nonetheless, they want you to register these natural supplements, this powder, this protein, this herbal plant. They want you to register it with the Food and Drug Administration. Andy, why that's that's a bad thing. The government needs to make sure that it's going to be healthy and not going to kill you and you don't overdose or do something bad with it, right? I'd like to remind you this is the same government that has approved plastic to be in your food if you go to McDonald's. I'd like to remind you this is the same government that uh, went after Taco Bell because they dipped below the threshold at one point for having less than 30% actual meat in their meat in the Taco Bell food. And trust me, I love Taco Bell. I probably donated 30% of my lifetime annual income to Taco Bell because I've enjoyed them so much throughout the years. But the FDA approved that. They've allowed it. In fact, a new study from the Daily Mail has reported that the highly processed and addictive foods that are in the U.S., should be labeled as harmful and redefined not as food, but as drugs, according to the latest study. Donuts, cereal, pizza, and processed food in the U.S. should be redefined as drugs because there are so many chemicals and processed things in them that it's not actual substantial food to nourish your body, but it's considered a drug, an addictive and harmful just as badly, according to this study, as cigarettes that's been approved and allowed by the FDA is food to be sold on the shelves. These are the ones that are saying we need to register the herbal plant, the herbal medicine, the natural remedy. You need to register it for us to approve it, just like we have with these other drugs that are addictive and harmful just as badly the as cigarettes. Of reason with Andy Hoosier. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm trying, I want to clarify for a second. I'm not trying to put down any of the processed foods. Trust me, if you know me, I love my processed foods. Hey, what are we having for dinner tonight? Hey, we're going to have frozen chicken tenders with mac and cheese, baby. That is the little Voice of Reason's favorite, and I love making it for her, and I kind of enjoy that as well. <laughs> totally bad for you, but you know what? I don't really care. I have cut back on my fast food quite a bit over the years as I've gone more healthy. And for those that have listened to the program over the last couple of years, you know that for a month, for a single singular month, that's it. I went raw plant-based vegan and it was great. But to sustain that, man, that's really hard. And I can't do that. And I enjoy my burger way too much. I enjoy my tacos way too much. So I'm sorry. I cannot stick with the vegan diets as much as I would love to because I just don't have that type of, uh, uh, I don't have that type of ability within me to stick with that. So I indulged during the Thanksgiving break. I indulged with eating this food. But we have to recognize what these foods are. And with how many chemicals are in the U.S. food compared to other nations, other people come here and they're like, what in the world are you guys eating? McDonald's is the prime example. They say that French fries, what, there's like eight ingredients in, in McDonald's French fries overseas compared to like the 30 here in the, in the U.S.? Why? Why? And the FDA approves it. They allow it. According to the Daily Mail, 
These foods, research claims that like donuts, sugary cereals, pizza, and other frozen foods, they meet the official criteria that's established like cigarettes as a drug in the 1990s. That includes causing compulsive use and mood-altering effects on the brain and having properties or ingredients that reinforce addiction or trigger cravings. Wonder why we're seeing the weight go up on average across the nation for everybody? It's because of this kind of stuff. Ultra-processed foods, which include things like soda, chips, pastries, and candies, contain high amounts of unnatural flavoring preservatives and sweeteners that has been approved by the FDA. Now, again, whether you like that stuff or don't like that stuff, I eat it, so I'm not trying to bash anyone that does that stuff because I enjoy those things very much myself. I want to take you back to Senate Bill 4090 that's still floating in the Senate that was last discussed in April of this year, referred to the Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, and sitting in their committee right now. Under this bill, the responsibility of a person must register with the FDA specified information about each dietary supplement to be offered for sales, including a list of all ingredients required by regulation to appear on the label, the conditions of use, any warnings or precautions, certain claims characterizing the relationship between certain nutrients in the supplement, any disease or a health-related condition, and responsibility, a responsible person's contact information and the locations of the supplement where it's been manufactured, packaged, labeled, or held. As they say, they need to have FDA approval for anything of a natural supplement, a protein shake, a natural herbal pill, and I wonder if this really came about with if anybody listens like InfoWars or Alex Jones with all the supplements that he sells, where they're like, hey, you can't be selling iodine as something healthy here. You can't be selling fish oil as something positive here. You can't be selling all these herbs and plants as something natural that could take away from our pharmaceutical industry that's been approved by the FDA that gets kickbacks on all the approvals there as well. You need to have the approval of the FDA to be selling these products to try and ban a lot of these products. Because, as you know, there is a federal law that says you can't actually uh, copyright or you can't patent any type of natural herbal plant because it's natural. It's You could go out into the woods, you could pick it, you could brew it, you could do your own thing. You can't patent that through the federal government, which is why they want you to register it through the FDA. But the FDA has done such a grand job of making sure we're healthy and that we're stable and that we're intaking the proper things is that they're labeling things that are classified or should be classified as drugs to be addictive and harmful and uh, compulsory behaviors and cravings and all this other stuff that alters your mind and your chemical makeup in your brain, they've allowed that to be approved as food. Now, with just those two stories there, you can see the priority of what they're really doing when they're trying to look out for you, which is why, again, it reinforces the mindset that no matter what issue the federal government's talking about, we don't believe a single word they say. They could tell us the sky is blue and I would have to go look for myself because I don't believe a single word from any agency at the federal level at all, period. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Tuesday, the post-Monday celebration, making things happen like we do every single day on the program, making you think just a little bit more. Do we really trust the government with really anything? Why in the world would I need to register my supplement with the FDA because the government needs to keep track of everything out there? I mean, it's, real quickly, just to wrap up this bill, 
The FDA, according to Senate Bill 4090, the FDA must establish a system that provides a unique identifier for each registered dietary supplement in a publicly accessible electronic database that allows a user to obtain certain information about a registered supplement, meaning they want to talk about all the bad stuff that it could do, that if you drink the certain tea that's an herbal plant, then it could potentially give you, like, you know, hives or something. And we can't let you know about what the 40 chemicals in your frozen pizza is doing because, well, that stuff's just there. Red dye number 40 or whatever the hell they call that stuff. Like, who cares the uh, negative consequences there? But this, by golly, you need to know if someone's going to take something that's not FDA approved. This is the FDA looking out for your best interest, right? I, yeah. I think I'll pass on that one, but that's where we're at today. Uh, demonizing the real world and uh, putting up the synthetic stuff. I just don't get it. Let's get into what's trending. What do you say? What's trending today? We have a lot of battles to focus on in Washington, D.C., where a Republican majority in the House of Representatives maybe can start turning some of this around with not only the investigations on the corruption in D.C., but also working on getting us back on track with normality. And to talk about some of that and more, really happy to have this guy back on the program. Been too long since he's been on here. He's the author of many books, including his latest, Made in America by Americans, not Americans. That's what it's all about, Mr. Richard Battle. Richard, how are you, my friend? Good afternoon, Andy. We're doing great, and thank you so much for having us back with you. No, oh, it's always good to talk with you. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. That The question that I posed the first half of the show is, is there one thing anywhere at all from any agency at the federal level that you trust when they come out with a statement and say this is what's going on? Do you trust them at all? <laughs> well, I don't because there's been politics interjected in every phase of life, and one of the chapters in Made in America by Americans, not Americans is about, is there any place we can go to escape politics? Mm. And we have to root the politics out of some of our institutions uh, like we had it years ago, because we never thought about politics every day like we do now. And to me, with politics into everything, it just allows the people that want to control us to exercise power, give us disinformation, and try to control our lives. Hey, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Just in the last hour, I was a guest on Armed American Radio, a national talk show regarding Second Amendment issues, and we talked about that exact topic, is that while we go about our day every day, we go to work, we maybe go to the bar, go to the grocery store, we have our, we bring dinner home for our family and our friends, we chat, we go to our bowling club, we go to the PTA, whatever we do, that average Americans are sick and tired of politics. We're burnout. We don't want to hear about it. We're, we're fed up with it. Obviously, you know, people try to tune out a little bit more after election season because their job is done. But the problem is that the progressives, the elites, the government has infiltrated politics in so many things in our daily lives now that we can't. Either we can't because we can't get away from it and it's always there because we're always confused about now what bathroom we have to go to or uh, what we're allowed to eat or not allowed to eat or what someone's trying to identify as. Or we can't because morally and consciously we can't step away because the battle's always there now. And it's kind of frustrating, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. And, and we have to fight it and step back. And it's gotten worse in the last two years uh, because I recognized years ago that all legislation and all government action almost was about redistribution of wealth. And now it's been added with the wokeism and the social justice uh, aspects as well. And so everything that's going on is trying to re-engineer our country from liberty, individual liberty that our founders 
fought for and gave us. And that's what they wanted was individual liberty from government, not a subjection to government. Yeah. Is that going to be the next battle? We see the divisiveness now because of you're a Republican or you're a Democrat or you're the most evil, hateful, most extreme political organization on the face of the earth because you're a MAGA individual or an ultra MAGA individual, whatever that means. Uh, But is that going to be the next battle is not the divisiveness politically, but just the divisiveness based on the uh, distribution based on you're on a government program or you're not on a government program or you are socialist or you're you're trying to go back to traditional values. Is that going to be the next big fight in America, do you think? Well, I think we're already in it. And I think President Trump exposed what he called the swamp. And the swamp had members from both parties. And to me, the swamp dwellers protect themselves first, but they are generally globalist versus people who want American sovereignty. And so it's not Democrats versus Republicans to me. It's American sovereignty versus being one of 120 or 200 countries just being equal to everybody else under some global government at that certain time. And that's what we have to resist at all costs. Yeah, we have to resist that. I try to lump up the Democrat Party into two categories. The sheep that just think they're trying to do the right thing because they're the bleeding hearts and they want to help and take care of people, which is why they support the social programs, they support the government programs, because they truly, honestly think that it's going to help individuals with no ill intent. And then there are the elites that are pushing the agenda because they realize that there are the sheeple thinking it's good intention while they're benefiting it from on the back end. Is there still a way and opportunity to try and win over those that think they're doing it for the proper cause, but it's just turning around and and, uh, going backwards? Well, I think we're making progress, but to me, the, the inhibitor of all that is the mainstream media. And I can tell people which media they listen to by listening to them regurgitate facts on that particular type media. And unfortunately, we've broken into conservative and liberal media And too often, people don't question or do their own research. If people do that, I trust their judgment. And like uh, William F. Buckley said years ago, I would trust the first 535 people in the New York phone book to be in Congress versus the current Congress, because they would have more common sense in their leadership approach and serve as public servants versus rulers. Yeah, that is true. We're talking with Richard Battle, author of the book Made in America by Americans, not Americans. You can find his website at richardbattle.com. Let's talk about the elections for a second. There was a lot of emotion that went into the midterms here, a lot of mudslinging, which always happens with elections, but this seemed to be a big one because Joe Biden was literally, as the head of the Democrat Party nationally, was running on the campaign that if you are Republican and if you are MAGA and if you support Trump in any way, shape, or form, then you're now, I love the new term, you're an election denier that you are the most radically, uh, politically radical person in the country, that you're even uh, borderline a domestic terrorist as well with the hate rhetoric that came out of the other side. Now that the election's over, has that rhetoric, do you think, calmed down? Or now that you think that Trump has announced his run again for 2024, it's just going to maintain from now for the next two years? Well, I think it's going to maintain. And the ironic thing to me was President Biden came in said he wanted to unify the country, and and in his inaugural address, he divided it. And I did a piece a few weeks ago saying a divided team guarantees failed leadership. And he continues to divide us by color, by economic status, by political thought. 
versus trying to bring the people together. And I'm old enough to remember when both parties tried to inspire the country as a whole and individually to achieve more and appreciate every citizen's contributions to the country's success. John F. Kennedy, yeah. uh, when he set the moonshot up within the decade of the 60s, that was a joint project that every American could get behind. Ronald Reagan inspired everyone to be the best they could be and stated that us being individually better would help the country be better. Well, you mentioned, I mean, JFK mentioned, ask not what you what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. What a change that we've seen and what a, what an evolution or devolution that we've seen in the Democrat Party since then, because now we don't see a whole lot of patriotism from the other side. Joe Biden will go out there and make a statement. We barely even see an American flag behind him at all. The Democrats are the ones that shame America and are saying that they're not proud to be an American unless their party is in office. Oh, how the times have changed, Richard. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly why I wrote Made in America by Americans, not Americans, because what I realized is our country's greatness over 200 years came from not only famous people, but ordinary people like you and me and everyone out there who were Americans and lived their best life and contributed to the country. And now we have Americans who do not like the country, who want to trash it, who want to cancel our founders and other people. And normally, they have not accomplished anything. They criticize others who might have one blemish on a record while they've done nothing but be criticizers. And me, I would rather trust people who contribute to the country's success versus look to people who look at destroying the country, and listen to them. That is very true. That really uh, brings up the mindset of why there's so many higher education establishments across the nation, because isn't it true that they say that if you can't succeed in the industry, then you go to college and you teach it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but I think it's it's more dangerous than that from the standpoint of it's much more an indoctrination versus educating on the classics and how to think and how to take challenges and use reason, to, to use a pun on your your show, and use reason to come up with best solutions for us, and having a doctrine that we have to follow without thought. And I've talked about the Democrat Party for the last two or three years. I think their platform is basically, trust me and don't ask any questions, well. because they become indignant when they're questioned about anything. And it's almost like they believe they're entitled to rule over the citizens. It almost seems like we're going back to the dark ages where we don't want you to be intelligent or educated. Just trust us and we'll take care of you. The cycle of life. We'll continue this conversation right around the corner here. It's Richard Battle, made in America by Americans, not Americans. Lots more coming up on The Voice Reason. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we're all about here on the program. Last few minutes of the show for a post-Monday celebration. Trying to get you back into the groove of things after the Thanksgiving break. I know, after the holidays, it is difficult to do an entire five-day work week. I, If you work a five-day work week, I don't know how many people actually still do that. 
<laughs> Most people work six or seven day work weeks now, but if you work a five day work week, it's difficult for you to get back into that swing of things. We're going to help you out on the program the best we can here. We're talking right now with Richard Battle, author of the book Made in America by Americans, not Americans, talking about ways that we can bring this country back unity, trying to work together, which I think in the optimistic glass half full mentality that I always have, I'm the eternal optimist. I know it's okay. It annoys a lot of people for uh, for a lot of reasons, but nonetheless, I'm still always going to do it. I think that there are most Americans that have the good vision for the country that have a good vision for what we want to do, where we want to go. And while we may have different ideas on how to get there, I think the majority of people actually want to do something positive. The problem is that there are some that are pulling the strings behind the scenes that are trying to manipulate thinking and telling people that it's good to do something that at the end of the day we know is not going to be good. And those are people, unfortunately, that have fallen under that uh, mentality. Richard, as we move forward here, there's been such an outcry as you said, with people that don't have the best intention now with the United States because they want to hate, because they are the Americans, that we're horrible, that we can't do anything, the government just needs to do it for us. How do we fix that? Is it the the K-12 education system? Is it the conversations at the dinner table with our kids? Is it bringing patriotism back? What is it that's going to wake these individuals up and realize, hey, wait a second, yeah, I do have the ability to do anything I want to do in the country that's paved with, you know, the streets paved with gold and the opportunity for all. Well, I think you're exactly correct, and there's no silver bullet, unfortunately. K-12 education and even higher education is essential for us to return civics and citizenship and talking about the founding and the freedom and liberty compared to what we're seeing now for sure. I think it's very important that each of us continue to do what we're doing to contribute to the country. And as I suggest, when we're frustrated, we think that we can't do anything. And we think there are so many things that need to be done, it's overwhelming. And so my suggestion for all of us is pick one thing that you have a passion about and get involved on that and make a difference, whether it's school board, city council, legislature, federal government, whatever it is, make some kind of difference in contribution beyond voting. And if we do that, and enough of us do that, we will stem the tide because I believe we're in the right on this because I think most citizens want the same thing. They want to have a good country, have a good economy, make a good living for their family, enjoy the freedom. And so most people would like to do that and leave the politics out of it. So if we can show them the way to get to that and get politics out of it, I think we will turn the tide and have more people join us. Richard, it's difficult to do when I'm confused about what bathroom to use. <laughs> well, some people are, are confused about that. Thankfully, I'm not. <laughs> Thankfully, we at least know what restroom to go into in the public restroom. So there is that. And I think the insanity has gone so far, and it's going to go further in the next two years. Yeah. And so that is going to drive some regular Americans to the other side because there's going to be people that wake up and say, this is not the Democrat Party of my parents and grandparents. This is something totally different. And I believe in America, and I want American greatness for my kids. Uh, Another topic I talked about a few weeks ago was there's no kid that ever grew up wanting to be a socialist. When we look at children, they innately want their way in everything, which is liberty. 
and they have to be schooled in how to conform to a society. And unfortunately, when you go past the liberty in a republic and go to a totalitarian socialist, that's well beyond from a control standpoint. But all kids want liberty. They want that freedom. And that's what our founders gave us, and that's what we are responsible for giving our children. That's a great point. I I love that. The natural, raw instincts that that just humans have is just to have our individual liberties and just to be able to live the life that we want to live on our own manner without someone telling us what to do. We have to be trained. We have to be brainwashed. We have to be conditioned to conform to the way that they want us to do so because that's not the natural state of things to be. I love that. It's Richard Battle, Made in America by Americans. Not Americans is the book of richardbattle.com is the website. Richard, always good to talk to you, brother. Let's get you back on here again soon. Thanks so much, Andy. God bless America. Hey, God bless America. I love it. We'll get you back on. Always a pleasure there. Until then, we're back at it again tomorrow for the Middle of the Week podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.